Hello, this is Ed Pruitt. I'm editorial director with NEJM Catalyst. And I'm on the line here with Dr. Jun Zhang, who's a fellow MD and postdoc associate in the Department of Orthopedics at Shijiang Provincial People's Hospital in Hangzhou, China. He is from Hangzhou, but has been called to Wuhan as uh, one of a number of uh, healthcare workers called to Wuhan to deal with the COVID-19 uh, epidemic there before it came into a pandemic. So Dr. Zhang, thank you for joining us. Would you please describe the situation with COVID-19 in Wuhan, both at the peak of the crisis and currently? Okay, thank you so much for your question. Actually, um, I have been in Wuhan for more than one month now. It is a really tough period for the people living in Wuhan during the past three months. As far as I could remember, um, when we talk about the peak of crisis, there are more than 10,000 cases confirmed one day in Wuhan. Although, at that day, most of them are diagnosed based on clinical diagnosis. And in these cases, no test was performed, but diagnosis made based only on their symptoms, exposures, and also presence of non-imaging features consistent with coronavirus uh, pneumonia. After we clinically diagnosis criteria, uh, the clinical diagnosis criteria was used in Hubei province only during that time because during that time, not enough kit is available. So. We did, to, uh, we did that, try to find out all the suspected cases and try to isolate them in the mobile camping ho- uh, hospitals, which you, you guys probably know it already, it's built, newly built. And uh, we use the city sports stadium and the convention centers to offer more beds for these um, patients, which we call mobile camping hotel, uh, ho- hospitals. Um, by the way, uh, in the last week, I read from the news that uh, the Spanish people is doing the same thing as well. And uh, um, in order to overcome the shortage of medical staff in Wuhan, there are more than um, 41,600 medical professionals that was called for uh, called for aiding here. So um, a lot of medical professionals from Wuhan city as well as other parts of China were dispatched to those mobile camping homes hospitals to take care of the patients. But as you know, I guess, um, we only treated mild type of COVID-19 patients, which means um, they only has non-pneumonia or mild pneumonia. If the patient shows any signs of severe or critical type, we will transfer them to the um, designated hospital, which including the um, two new building uh, two new built temporary hospital like Huosensan and uh, Leisensan Hospital, and as well as many uh, designated hospitals, for example, like Zhongnan Hospital or Jingyingtan Hospital. But actually, after like um, working like this for two months, so far, I would say um, everything gets much better than before. And uh, many designated hospitals, which one of them uh, I, I worked for like one month, it's uh, Zhongnan Hospital, we have um, step by step go back to normal work right, uh, nowadays. And uh, they transfer all the left cases to the two temporary hospital and uh, the other um, seven designated hospitals. So um, 
Uh, good news is that uh, for the past three or four days, there is no new confirmed cases in Wuhan and even in entire China because um, only the only um, increased cases were coming from uh, outside of China uh, when they get back to China. So um, uh, this morning I read news about COVID-19 because I, I read it every day. Um, um, I found that there are less than um, 4,700 cases here in Wuhan so far. So among them, uh, about 1699 cases were severe or critical type. So I'm very confident that um, we're going to finally um, win this people's war that's named by our President Xi. I guess we will win the war um, in the near future. That is great news uh, to go from 10,000 cases a day uh, down to uh, uh, only a few. Uh, remarkable story. Uh, now, you are an orthopedist. So what has been your role in Wuhan as a visiting health worker? I'm one of the um, 41,600 medical professionals here in Wuhan. Mm, our hospital, as you mentioned before, which is Zhejiang Provincial People's Hospital, we uh, in totally send out four teams here for aiding. And the team I work in, we have uh, 172 doctors and the nurses. Because there are um, not enough doctors in the specialty, such as uh, ICU or such as respiratory systems, so we also send some of surgeons here for helping. And actually, we arrived at Wuhan on February the 19th, 2020. At the first time when we arrived at Wuhan, our mission is to take care of the severe and the critical cases in Zhongnan Hospital of Wuhan University. We have taken care of um, 50 to 60 cases, and every single case recovered very well and go back home already. And uh, on March the 10th, 2020, uh, due to the number of cases confirmed with COVID-19 decreased very fast, so some designated hospital is planning to close down and to go back for normal work. So um, all the left cases of Zhongnan Hospital has been transferred to one of the temporary hospitals, which is called the Lei Shenshan Hospital. So after that, our team was moved to another um, designated hospital, which is Jingying Tan Hospital, uh, to take charge of a department. There are around um, 30 severe and critical type of COVID-19 cases there. And uh, this is what we are doing right now, and uh, we are taking care of the cases in Jingying Tan Hospital. I see. Mm -hmm. uh, now, how did the uh, Zhongnan Hospital at Wuhan University adjust its delivery of care? Was, was everything devoted to COVID-19 cases for a time, or were other uh, routine care and acute care cases also happening? Mm -hmm. That's actually a good question, uh, but I'm not 100% sure for this part. You know, um, as a visiting medical professional, we actually um, pay more attention to our daily work and uh, try our best to stay away mm -hmm. from contracting the virus. So, mm -hmm. however, as a designated um, hospital of COVID-19, as far as I know, uh, Zhongnan Hospital of Wuhan University, they set up two different passageways. Uh, 
uh, one is specific for COVID-19 cases uh, or suspected cases. And uh, mm-hmm. the other one is for regular cases uh, without um, COVID-19. So, but okay. all of the um, elevative surgeries and the regular clinics was postponed and only emergency surgery or patients will be taken care of. Um, even if they met some emergency surgery, they will check um, if the patient has COVID-19 or not. If they were confirmed with COVID-19, they have a, a standard protocol for the steps followed up. And uh, I know some surgeons here, they also performed emergency surgery, even spine fracture surgery for patients with COVID-19, but with appropriate PPE, um, obviously. And Dr. Zhang, you mentioned that uh, the, the healthcare workers were doing their best to avoid getting sick as well. Um, how did you accomplish that? Uh, was there enough PPE? Yeah, it's also a good point. Um, actually, um, it's, it is always very important to make sure that medical professionals to stay away from the virus when they are um, helping patients. Mm. In order to achieve that, um, we have very specific protocol for preventing people-to-people transmission, not only in hospital, also in our temporary housing. In hospital, I guess um, the appropriate PPE will be the best way. Um, but for the uh, temporary housing, we also uh, write up a letter for sharing our experience. And uh, we guess we will submit it for uh, publication soon. And uh, also, um, everything we done in the um, temporary housing, we recommend to avoid people getting together, and we also recommend to wear the surgical mask. So, uh, when we need to teach something or we need to meet and uh, talk about something, we basically doing it via some software like WeChat or Ding Ding, some software that can help mm-hmm. us avoid get uh, avoid to getting together. And uh, other than that, uh, we made a video actually um, for the appropriate guideline for PPE and uh, about how to put on and take off PPE during the uh, COVID-19. And uh, actually, as you um, just let um, other people know that, we made a video in both Chinese and English version. And uh, um, if if it's helpful for other people, we were happy to share it. So... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so we would mm-hmm. uh, we'd be very happy to share that. Uh, so mm-hmm. the keys are uh, personal protective equipment and social media. Uh, yes. So now uh, cases of COVID nineteen are shooting up uh, in countries around the world. Spain here in the United mm-hmm. States um, it would seem there are a lot more to come. So based on what uh, you and the others learned and. Hubei province, uh, what should hospitals and, and healthcare workers, medical professionals in other countries be doing right mm-hmm. now? Um, <laughs> thanks for your question. Uh, actually, um, it's a tough question for me um, because um, honestly, I would say um, it's, it is still a little bit too early to draw a final conclusion um, which way is the best way and to prevent um, COVID-19. But however, mm-hmm. from what we see and uh, um, here in China, um, 
the fact is that nowadays in in Hangzhou, the city I live, there is no new cases in the um, past 30 days except the importing ones. And uh, here in Wuhan, everything is also um, in good control. And uh, in the last three or four days, no new cases as well. So um, what we did here, I think, uh, so as far as we can um, tell, it works very well here. And uh, also, um, um, other than that, um, we, we are sending a team of medical professionals to Europe, I think to Italy, um, try to help them to um, also provide them with more medical facilities and uh, some medical uh, professionals for um, try to help them to dealing with the terrible virus. Um, other than that, I would say um, one, one, oh, this point may be interesting because um, for the regular people, um, we have a strategy that we used in Hangzhou at least. I don't know because uh, I should stay in hotel and also in the hospital. I'm not allowed to leave hotel um, during regular day in, in Wuhan. But I know the life there um, in Hangzhou, what, um, uh, what uh, normally people can do because there is a um, strategy that we used a dimensional barcode which is on your cell phone and uh, it's, it is based on the big data and uh, the system of Alipay and uh, your cell phone can tell uh, um, where you have been and uh, which people you have met. Then um, if you want to go to a specific area, you should show your barcode on your cell phone and uh, if it's green, then you can go. Other than that, if it's yellow or red, which means that uh, you probably have con meet some people confirmed with COVID-19 or you come from some area that um, it's dangerous and uh, you should be, you maybe um, has high risk of contraction of the virus. So you should be isolated at home until um, your dimensional barcode turns green after a certain period of time. I think um, if the other countries can set up a uh, uh, system like this, uh, which can help uh, the medical professionals to tell which patient maybe has lower or which patient has um, higher risk for the um, COVID-19, then um, it can help at least a little bit to um, to the spread of the COVID-19 virus. Mm. Well, that's fascinating. I've heard about a similar system of uh of uh, big data tracking in Singapore, uh, mm -hmm. and that has great ramifications for society. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, just like to end by asking um, if you to, if you could hazard a guess, uh, what will healthcare delivery look like in the future? Will it be different than in the past? You mentioned there are no new cases in Wuhan. Um, should everything go back to normal, or or do we have a new normal now? Um, I guess um, the situation in Wuhan, um, personally, I would say maybe in the next one month, um, everything gonna be back to normal. I mean, um, I nobody can uh, hundred percent sure it can be, but uh, from what we see these days, um, the COVID nineteen numbers goes down quickly. And uh, in the future, um, what I wish to see is that um, all of the countries can work together and uh, will help each other during the outbreak of the pandemic. 
and uh, also um, during our regular days, um, we should get ready for a potential outbreak of um, pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. So if one day uh, it actually happens, um, I guess we can do much better than now. So <laughs> that's just I wish. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I heard out from the news that the vaccine has been developed and uh, now it's um, during the um, clinical trials now. So I hope the vaccine they developed can be uh, helpful for the people um, from contracting the virus. Well, that would be, uh, we all hope that a, a vaccine is in the near future. Dr. Zhang, thank you very much for talking with us from Wuhan. Uh, these are fascinating mm-hmm. lessons, you. and uh, we look forward to disseminating this on any jam catalyst. Okay, thanks. My pleasure.